Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. 3120. In a game that was 21-10, in favor of the team that eventually lost as Kansas City scores 21 unanswered in the fourth quarter to win by two scores. Super Bowl 54-31-20 yesterday. Two-tell new one is 1029 ESPN Radio. Outstanding to be with you on this Monday afternoon. Hope you're having a great day. We are broadcasting live as always from Missoula on 1029 ESPN Radio and across the state on SWX Montana Television. You can also find us on the World Wide Web. 1029ESPN.com. You'll listen there on the Listen Live tab. It's brought to us by Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. If you'd like to pick up your phone and call 329-1899, 329-1899, the phone number. Uh, all guests join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. If you missed anything in the first hour, check it out on the podcast. Podcast available wherever you get your podcasts. Search the Two Tell Nuanas podcast. Go listen. Check it out. It's available thanks to the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel and Blackfoot Communications. Coulter, the, I, I was prepared to come in here and give my Burn Street Bistro Burn of the Week to Kyle Shanahan. I was ready to unload on Kyle Shanahan. Really? You're, yes. go, you're going into this? But you're going down this route? No, no, no. I said that's what I was prepared to do. I have backed off it a little bit. Okay. Okay. Let me just be clear, okay? Yep. It's 21-10 in favor of the San Francisco 49ers. Kansas City's got the ball in field goal territory, and on a third down, a ball behind Tyreek Hill is tipped by Hill and intercepted. 12 minutes left in the game. San Francisco with the ball, a 10-point lead. To this point, their defense has allowed hello 10 points to Kansas City, and Patrick Mahomes has not played well. Two interceptions at that moment. Kyle Shanahan... Runs the ball, and guess what happens? A six-yard gain. 
passes the ball, 12-yard gain, one of the, I think, two completed passes in the last 11 or 12 attempts for Jimmy Garoppolo in this game. They pick up a first down, then a one-yard run, so they decide to throw it on second. No problem there. It's incomplete. Then they have a false start. They got to throw it on third and 14. They can't. They punt the ball away. Okay. That happens sometimes. No problem there. You, you, you ran three more minutes off the clock. You got the offside penalty, uh, or excuse me, the false start, which puts you behind the sticks. That's the way it goes. They punt the ball away, and here comes Kansas City. Touchdown. So now you get the ball back, and it's 2017. You run the ball and gain five yards. Okay? Genius. Doing what you do. Then pass, incomplete, pass, incomplete, punt. Okay? You're running the ball at five yards a clip in the game and late in the game in this spot. And you go back-to-back passes, both incomplete, both batted down. Give the ball back to Kansas City. Touchdown. Get the ball again. Run the ball. Get 17 yards. Pass the ball. Pick up like another eight or ten. And are kind of rolling right there. Three timeouts, minute 40 to go. Pass incomplete, pass incomplete, pass incomplete. Drop back to pass, sack. I, I, that is crazy. That is crazy to me. Okay? So I think he bears a lot of responsibility, Kyle Shanahan, for this. The reason I'm backing off, though, is this. I was listening to Tim Hasselbeck today. And he said, look, if he's calling plays that are not there to be made... That's on him. He's calling plays and guys are open and his quarterback exactly. can't get him the football. Exactly. This is not Kyle Shanahan's fault. This is player operations is error and it's not just Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, he it's overthrew central. Emmanuel Sanders on the touchdown that would have won the game. Stick with me here just for a second. Well, yeah. Stick with me here just for yeah. a second. Think about how badly Montana State blew Montana off the ball in the Kakaris game. Yeah. From start to finish. Right. And then think about when Montana State played North Dakota State. The. And and they don't blow them off the ball at all. Mm-hmm. Then they all of a sudden, in turn, they look uh, so much worse than they actually are. It made the gap look gigantic because your whole team is built on blasting people off the ball. And if you can't, you don't know where to turn. Everybody's out, uh, out of sorts. What I saw was, I don't know what the Chiefs were doing defensively, schematically. I need to watch the game again to really dive into the X's and O's part of it. But just from a pure physicality standpoint... The Chiefs stood there and took it, and they did not get blown off the ball. And I, I just think that, like you were saying, four yards, five yards, that's all fine and dandy. The Niners are used to getting 9 and 11 and 13 yards. No, no, no. I mean, look, at times, yes, and then times they did. I mean, their last run of the game got them 17 yards. So, right. I, I mean, but, it but, is but, there. But, but what I'm saying is that they did not – the Niners had not played a game in months where they weren't the physical enforcer. And they weren't on Sunday. And they didn't have an answer for that. If you get to the point of the 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 matriculation of the responsibility on your team where the answer is Jimmy Garoppolo, you lose the Super Bowl. It's and, not on Kyle Shanahan. But but no, what you just said is on Kyle Shanahan because he got to the point and it wasn't it didn't need to be on Jimmy Garoppolo and he placed it on Jimmy Garoppolo. And I'm again, I'm not here to eviscerate Kyle Shanahan by any stretch. He's a great coach and he's gotten a lot of love, but he messed this up. He messed this up down the stretch. Why? Also, Why? Jimmy 
because he didn't hand the ball off when they have been they weren't being stuffed at the line, Coulter. They were getting four, five yards. Right, but there carry. has to be. It's, it's not as if Kyle Shanahan just forgot how to play foot or to coach football. It had to have been a schematic look that the Chiefs were giving them, and so then therefore he had to turn to giving that's what the defense gives you. Thought, but that's not necessarily the case. I mean. It may not be necessarily the case, David. That's that's true. But I do think, like, look, everybody has crushed Pete Carroll, right, for throwing the football at the end of the Super Bowl instead of handing it to Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. But with three plays left to potentially have, and no timeouts, you can run the ball, or they had one maybe, you can run the ball and get stuffed and call a timeout and you're okay. You can't run it three times if you get stuffed twice, though. You're really pushing your luck. They got a softbox. He saw the numbers and he threw the ball. They got they they ran the exact right play according to the box that they had, the matchup that they had, everything was Pete Carroll nailed it. And then it turned out to be wrong because it turned into an interception when you feel like, well, just give it to Beast Mode and let him do what he does. And my point is this I understand the boxes that you might be facing, the scheme that you might be facing might go, this is a passing down. Right. And I give him credit for getting into plays that, by the way, weren't overly difficult. I mean, there's some slants in there that are that are not, you know, eight out of ten even on the difficulty scale for an NFL quarterback to be able to make. Several balls batted down, a couple of misses, didn't throw the ball to a wide open George Kittle for a first down, but made the wrong read, threw it to the wrong guy. That's all on Jimmy Garoppolo, so I'm giving him a lot of responsibility here. But I'm also saying, what are you? What are the San Francisco 49ers? Run the football. There is time, and... In fact, you want to run all the time out. I mean, you can't, the way that all of a sudden now Kansas City started to find themselves offensively, keep the ball. You don't have to be in a rush at all. You got all the time in the world. And to run the ball or to pass the ball, I think, I think this is right, 11 of the last 15 plays over three drives and come up with nothing, that to me is crazy. I mean, that's crazy. And especially four consecutive passes on the last four plays, the consequential plays that you're going to have the game. David did point out he overthrew he overthrew him on a deep ball. So they were down three at that point. Is that right? And he overthrew him on the They're deep down ball. Four. Down four. Yeah, I mean, that's it's also a 50-yard bomb. I mean, it's not, not the easiest connection to make. But in any case... I, that's that is on Kyle Shanahan to me. I think you have to run the ball more, and I'm not going to lay this all at his feet. I put a lot of this on Jimmy Garoppolo as well, but he could have helped his guy out more than he did, in my opinion. I just find it fascinating that we always regress towards blaming people and analyzing why a team lost instead of why a team won. Absolutely, the, the Chiefs played. Ex- stats are for losers, right? Throw them out the window. Hmm. J- just watching the game, the Chiefs. They manned up and they went blow for blow with the Niners. They, they played way better on defense than I think anybody expected them to. They did. And again, throw the stats out the window. I don't care that they gave up 6.4 yards per carry. That Niners team just averaged like 10 yards a carry against two defenses that on paper were a lot better than the Chiefs in the two previous playoff games. All I'm saying is I, I think there's a real element there of the Chiefs. The, the Chiefs hung on long enough to put themselves into position to win. And then they repeated what they'd already done three weeks in a row. And that is when they were down, I mean, for this team, an 11-point deficit is nothing. They had already been down by 24 exactly. points in the playoffs. The difference, though, is when they were down 24, obviously, and even when they were down 10 nothing and 17-7, respectively, that was all in the first half and even the first quarter. Totally, and it was in the fourth quarter. But, I mean, 
I mean, they, they, Patrick been, Mahomes did not play well for three quarters of this game. We've been arguing, but, but we've, basically, we've been arguing for weeks now because you love Mahomes. I love the player of Mahomes. I think that the person of Mahomes, the, the personality of Mahomes, is is lacking. He's not there for me yet. I don't. I just don't think he's the coolest customer. I think he's okay. No, no, but but regardless, okay. I'm not as a player. He's magic. I'm in love with him. He is magic. He's yes. magic. Yes. All the Chiefs had to do was hang on for dear life until the magic could happen. Yeah, and, and that's exactly what they did. I mean. Took, I mean, he had a bad game, man. You can say whatever Initial, you want about Kyle Shanahan or whatever, but if you got ten minutes left on the clock and you're not down by three touchdowns, you're you're, le- you're down by less than three touchdowns. You are in it with Patrick Mahomes, and he proved that again. And I think that that in itself is exactly why he is the transcendent player in the NFL right now. It's true, but also you are assisting the other team when on your three consecutive drives you have the ball for three minutes and four seconds. One minute and three seconds, and then one minute and 19 seconds. I mean, if you want Patrick Mahomes to beat you, have five minutes in three drives of ball possession and see what happens. It's not going to go well for you. Right. You know, and that's that is my beef with Kyle Shanahan on this. And even if he picked the quote right play out of the playbook, because he is a genius, he's a genius when it comes to football. He's a football offensive savant. I'm not saying that. Oh well, I'm you know I know what's going on. He does. He knows what's going on. He knows why he's picking the play he's picking, and I completely defer to him in that respect. But also, in the moment, like run the football, run it. You got you have to run the football. This is what you do. Okay, prove that you can't do it, and and they proved throughout the game that they could do it, and then they didn't at the end, and then they did. And look, Jimmy Garoppolo at one point I think is right was 18 of 21. Right, yeah. so he was he was Lowest playing pass rating in Super Bowl history in the fourth quarter. But but then it fell fell apart for him, and that's the that's the thing that we've worried about about Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Like he's great when he is the guy that can do it in the in the interstice, right? Where he's not the one that has to make it happen, but when everything else is rolling, and now he throws back, he can make those plays. But now when you need him to make a play, and you're kind of putting the ball in his hands, it, it certainly wasn't there for him. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber-secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. Let's talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. Two Tell New One is 1029 ESPN Radio. They win their first Super Bowl in 50 years. Patrick Mahomes sat on the bench basically for a year as a rookie. First year as a starter, won the MVP of the league. Third year of the league, second year as a starter, wins the Super Bowl and is a Super Bowl MVP. 
Now, I know where you're at with him as a person or whatever. I don't care about any of that. I care about him as a player playing with Andy Reid. Now, we do this every year after the Super Bowl. Well, how is the... How is this team ever going to get beat? You know, after, as soon as you see a team win the Super Bowl, you go, oh, this is, I mean, this team's built for the long haul and everything like that. That's what they say about every team. No one could imagine how the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and that stud defense was ever going to allow a point scored on them after they dismantled the Raiders in the Super Bowl. They never got another look. Green Bay Packers, never been back. Saints, the New Orleans Saints, never been back. Yep. So it is not easy to just show back up and go back to the Super Bowl. Well, and and these two teams are going to have an even harder time than almost anybody else before them because not only is it so hard just always to go back to the Super Bowl, but the salary cap is a real it's a it's a real hindrance when you have star players that are young. That's right. And, and, and particularly the, when it's the, a Niners, the Niners are going to have to pick and choose. Right now, they got five first round picks that are all playing on their defensive line. Solomon Thomas is a top 10 pick. He doesn't even start. You you straight up can't resign all those guys. So you have to pick and choose. So you're, yeah. just, you're not going to have the same identity that you once had. It's the same thing with the Chiefs. Like everybody says, man, well, I mean, how many is Patrick Mahomes going to win? Two, three, four, five, six? Who knows? But maybe none. You don't really know. He might not win another one because he's going to take up a significant portion of the salary cap the day he hits the open market. Absolutely. I mean, no, 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 no question about it. And that's where you have to really evolve as a player. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, again, is the best thrower of football I've ever seen. Okay. He's not going to be able to throw the ball to Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and Sammy Watkins and Hardman. Gosh, the, the Sammy Watkins outburst too in the long term might be the worst thing that ever happened to the Chiefs. Right. <laughs> because they are they already were going to have to pay Tyree Kill and yeah, Travis Kelsey yeah. primetime money, but now they who are you going to pick and choose because now you might lose him or you might lose one of those other guys if you keep him. By the way, I'm I'm a Richard Sherman fan. Yeah. I have been since he's been in Seattle. I, I, I think very highly of Richard Sherman. Yeah. Okay? I understand why people don't like him. I think very... He was shredded. Not just on that play... By Sammy Watkins, but the he made one really good tackle. He got absolutely burnt. Play after play it, it, in this it's, game. It's not that surprising though. It is considering the scheme that they run and, and his his responsibility in that scheme. Well, I mean, and considering the talent that he's going against, I mean, where, too. But, where where can you throw your receivers open more than anywhere else in a football game? What part of the field? The middle of the field, mm-hmm. right? And when you're running zone like San Francisco runs, I mean, Richard Sherman's a cover three corner. All the man-to-man corners are always roasting him on Twitter about... But at the end of the day, it's like we were talking about at the Super Bowl party I was at. Playing man-to-man is physically more difficult, but playing zone is mentally more difficult. That's why Richard Sherman is so good. Yeah. Because he has the mental element of it. But when you get him... When all you got to do is run at him and attack his zone, and your name is Tyree Kill or Travis Kelsey, you're killing him. Well, and I mean, Sammy Watkins at the end, I mean, just man, blew Watkins by too. untouched, and it was... I mean, it was... Well, he, he, he wasn't just past him. I mean, he was five yards what beyond. A, what Richard a moment Sherman. for Sammy Watkins, though, right? Right. Because I think that uh, th- there's so many guys. We talk about this all the time. Dudes that are just so exceptionally gifted and come into whatever pro sport they enter, particularly in the NFL and the NBA, mm-hmm. when we think that they're going to be world beaters and then they're not, they're just pretty good. We just think, well, like, that guy sucks. Yeah, get him out like, of Think here. about what, what we've thought of Deshaun Jackson for his whole career. I mean, Deshaun Jackson, now that it's getting close to the end, 
I mean, he's like top twenty-five in the league in the history of the league right. in yards and touchdowns. Right. But everybody's like, "Oh man, what a what a bust! He could have been so good." It's like, man, the guy's got like six or seven thousand yard seasons. Sammy Watkins has been, you know, he's been steady when he's been healthy. Yeah. But he's never been the the all pro. I think people expected what DeAndre Hopkins has been the last couple of years. That's what people expected out of Sammy yes, Watkins. Yes. And he has never been it, but. What a moment of vindication for him because he finally got to be healthy in a big moment. And he was, I mean, to me, Mahomes, because of the story, because of the late rally, because of his image, because of his star power, certainly deserved the MVP. Certainly. But I thought that Damian Williams and Sammy Watkins both should have certainly been in the discussion as well because I thought they both played great as Five for 98 for Sammy Watkins. By the way, nine for 105 for Tyreek Hill. Damian Williams, though. Scoring those, scoring two touchdowns, one catching, one receiving. By the way, can I give myself a shout out? Okay, on Friday I said that it, I didn't expect it, but it wouldn't be crazy to me if Usechek went out and had two touchdown receptions, dude. When he almost he got in the al- zone the second time, I almost was like, I was about to call you, be like, yes. dude, we should have bet the house, Man. we should have bet the mortgage I was on this. Looking, uh, looking pretty good. He did get one, so uh, good for him. Per, it, per David, contract situations. Yeah. Holmes obviously stole his rookie contract. He's gonna garner who knows what. I mean, add as many commas as you want to add. He's gonna get. He, he's gonna get two hundred. He's gonna get two hundred million dollars. Yeah, he's, he's gonna, gonna get two hundred million dollar deal. But from David, he said the Tyreek Hill's already been signed, so that's good for the okay. Chiefs. Um, Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey remain to be signed. I mean, to me, I even despite the praise I'm heaping upon Sammy Watkins, the, yeah. the choice is a no-brainer. You re-sign Travis Kelsey. Yeah. How old is Travis Kelsey, David? Do we know? He'll tell us here in a second. But, I mean, that's the one thing that I would kind of think about is just in terms of their career. And Sammy's not – I mean, Sammy's a 6th, 7th year player. 30. 30. So mm-hmm. that's a question. I will say in the – in the pregame, I watched a good portion of the the five hours of pregame coverage. Um, I watched none. Really, yeah, I watched I watched a good amount of it. I was invested in this, not invested in it. I had the time and place to watch, and so I enjoyed it. Um, Sammy Watkins gave Andy Reid a ton of credit for reinvigorating his career because he said at some point he was just so beat down and and unhappy playing football mm-hmm. that. You know, he was kind of done with it. And to go to Kansas City, the revival in his career isn't that all of a sudden he got better. He's been a great player or whatever, the whole thing. But to be, first of all, in the system with Andy Reid, probably pretty good for you, but also just the enjoyment of it. I mean, that's the thing is Andy Reid, man, not a lot of coaches 20, 25 years in keep it fun for their guys. Andy Reid, I mean, his guys really respond to him. And I'm I'm very, uh, along with everybody, happy for Andy Reid, man. I mean, 21 years Finally gets that thing done, and and uh, and I mean it's it cements, you know, a gold jacket for sure. Last thing we got to talk about here, Coulter, because then we're going to go talk about a little high school stuff. You and I have been back and forth battling on what is this halftime show? Oh my god, I I was so hoping we weren't going to talk about this. Why? Because here's the thing. Because I think we've reached a point in society where all we do is hate. Yeah. There's nothing there. I mean, it could have been the greatest concert of all time. People will still find ways to pick it apart. Uh, and I, the I just halftime think, show was legendary for the social media stuff alone. And that's the thing. That, <laughs> and that's the thing that makes my head hurt. Is like I just think it makes society and humans as a whole just look so dumb. Here's the thing. I'm not going to sit here and crush this thing because I was sitting here hating on at least half of this thing. Jennifer Lopez, right? J Lo, yeah, that's her. Uh, Jenny from the block. Jenny from the block, right? Jenny from the block. Uh, did a lot less dancing, first of all, than Shakira did, and and second of all, than she did the last performance I saw of her. That was a great choice. 
Okay. The the nature of the dancing I found a bit surprising. I mean, you know that it's going to be what, you know, you know what you're getting into as Shakira and Jennifer Lopez, but it was quite overt. It's okay. I mean, whatever. It just, it, that's fine. Was but it the, though? The, the performance. I mean, Adam Levine was standing up there as Tony's last year. No shirt. Yeah. Way more naked than those two women were. Uh, and yet somehow 1,000 times less provocative. I don't remember Adam Levine at all. Remember, he looks like a Chipotle bag. That was the deal. His tattoos are kind of just not really. There's I'm no. I remember J-Lo and Shakira for the rest of my life. Me too. Absolutely. I thought it was okay. I thought it was okay. I'm not going to hate on it. I'm not going to sit here and tell everybody that they're all more. This is the worst thing ever. I thought it was okay. I thought Jennifer Lopez was okay. I thought she, I thought Shakira was out of this world tremendous. I almost passed out. I thought, was, Shakira, I thought Shakira was was better of the two, and she was good. I thought Shakira was uh, exceptional. She's, you know, I understand all the moving parts in this and how hard it is, but... She's not playing the guitar. The trumpets, the trumpeteers are not playing the trumpets. I uh, Yeah, right. Well, guess what? None of the movies you liked growing up as a kid are real. They're still good. It's a movie. Music this is, is a, just a performance. No, 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 no. It was no. all about the dancing. You have no. to take it as a dance recital. Your daughter is in dance. You can't sing the songs and dance like that for that duration of time. No, that's why I'm saying, bring me Prince, you know? Let 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 somebody come out there. Nobody's play the ever going to be happy, so we should just never talk about it again. Okay. High schoolers played some basketball. Great games Friday. Let's talk about it next. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. They got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. It is time now for our Prep Extra segment. It's brought to us by the Farmers State Bank. Farmers State Bank, this year, their 20th year, giving out scholarships for college this year, two, 10 different kids are going to get them across western Montana, from Kalispell all the way down the Bitterroot, Helena, Great Falls, $10,000 each for every one of these 10 scholarships. Very, very cool. Go on to uh, FarmersEbank.com to find out more uh, info about that. Coulter, Friday night, the battle, is it the battle of the Golden Goat? Is that what they're calling it? The fight? The battle for the Golden Goat. battle yeah. for the Golden yeah. Goat. Okay. Uh, Sentinel and Hellgate. They did this in Dahlberg Arena. I thought that was great. I hope this is the first of a repeat of this event, man, to have it in Dahlberg Arena yeah. where both schools, uh, student sections, first of all, they're far too big to fit them into any of the high school gyms in this town. I don't know when that happened. 
Well, because we when people it. started showing up is when that happened. I mean, when you get this rivalry, I mean, all the kids, they just pour into it, well, right? This, this is, I mean, this is not, the Hellgate Center have been playing basketball for 64 years, and there's the enrollments of the schools used to be significantly higher than they are now. So I don't understand what really happened to make the, the interest explode. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's about the enrollment. I think it's literally about the number of kids who all of a sudden, because this, once this becomes cool to like, do this thing and have the, the the spirit battle. By the way, am I right about this? The battle of the Golden Goat isn't about who wins the games. It's about who had the best, uh, 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 you know, student section or school spirit or whatever it is. What I understand now, I gotta make sure that I'm sorted out on that. But in any case, Coulter, uh, an uh, an unbelievable night. I know you were at the boys' game uh, for uh, for this one, Hellgate. Handled Sentinel 73 45 in this basketball game on the boys' side of this thing. Uh, and it was uh, it was a dominant performance. And, and Hellgate, I think people wanted to see okay, well, you're 10 0, best basketball team in the state. I don't think anybody's been arguing that, but Sentinel's really good too. How good are you? And they they made a statement on Friday night. Yeah, I mean, the game was never in question. I yeah. mean, the, the game was literally over by the time I even got to my seat. I mean, we we got there and uh. If this does happen again, just a light criticism needs to be better logistically managed. They're, they only had one side of the concessions open at the Adam Center, and you had thousands of people there. They, they underestimated the number of people that would they, be they going totally to did. this so game. When you, when I, was, yes. I mean, we got there uh, well before tip, and when you're coming in, like that whole entrance there, was it was just a sea of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were kind of just trying to grind our way through, but, but also kudos to Missoula for showing out and showing up for this game. It was a great atmosphere, but, I mean, it was... It was seventeen to two in the blink of an eye. Yeah, it was twenty-two to eight or something, and mm-hmm. then it was a halftime. I mean, the game started seventeen two. Yeah, yeah, seventeen two, seventeen two, right out the gates. And, and uh, Hellgate had a twenty-point lead before the end of the first half, which is a huge lead in high school basketball. By the time we got up and started making our way to the parking lot, Hellgate was up thirty. I think they ended up winning by less than that, but it, this it was no contest. Honestly, I mean, I thought that. Hellgate had almost all of the best players on the court. And um, I'd be very surprised if Hellgate doesn't win the state championship, let alone if they don't go undefeated. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, that's I mean that's high praise. I mean, they, they played their – you probably saw them play their best game, mm-hmm. but you saw them play against a, another team that is a good team. I mean, 8-1 and one going into it, the Sentinel boys, and they, you know, they, they, they weren't uh, – they weren't all of, all that much of a matchup for uh, Hellgate at the end of the day. Honestly, Hellgate was so dominant that I didn't even really get a chance to evaluate much of what Sentinel was doing because Hellgate was just, they were just suffocating them defensively. They pressed them the whole game. They just, they ripped them to shreds. I mean, I, praise to the Hellgate boys because not only are they very talented, but they play very hard and they play very well together. Yeah. Raleigh Wooster is... Um, Everybody that's seen him knows his physical talents, and that he, I mean, he's a, a man playing amongst boys. But it, to me, it's his confidence that sets him apart. He is the maestro, and he was putting on a show. I mean, he he, he was putting on a show in every, every element. He pretended to roll his ankle. I, I should say pretended. He tweaked his ankle a bit, and then he played that up hardcore the yeah. rest of the game. But he never came out of the game, and he was never actually limping. I mean, he was taking out the along. dribble, getting to the yeah. rack. And then after he, you know, kisses it off the glass, then he's like running down the court, like acting like he's limping. Like every time he got fouled hard, he would go to the free, th- he would limp to the free throw line. And, I mean, 
I loved it because he's only a teenager and he was he was straight put on a show for the people. It was it was great. It was really fun. The uh, girls game was really the game of the night. I mean, this thing was 40-22. Oh, for, by the way, 40-22 at halftime. Hellgate was up uh, in the girls game, though. Hellgate Sentinel goes to overtime. I mean, big shot after big shot. And the place is going ballistic. Dahlberg Arena, 56-51, the final Hellgate in overtime. And uh, and they were behind in this game in regulation. And Sentinel looked like they might have had them. Uh, but a couple of uh, a couple of big shots, including a three, to uh, send the thing into overtime. And, uh, and Hellgate able to uh, hold on for the dub. It'll be really fun to watch what this Hellgate girls team becomes. Because last year they had a veteran point guard, the Blakesley girl, who's now uh, playing at Montana State Billings. But the rest of their roster was freshmen and sophomores. Mm. And now those those young ladies are still just sophomores and juniors. And so and they got third at state last year. I mean, they had a great run through yeah. the state tournament. And so it's going to be interesting to see how they continue to evolve because they could be uh, an all-time great team in Montana if they continue to evolve. And they have such fascinating additions now. I mean, Nate Colville is now an assistant on Shannon Schwain's staff for the Lady Grizz. If you see Nate, you look it up at him. I mean, he's he is a big, big, big dude, yeah. and he's got a pair of daughters—one who's a junior, one who's a freshman—who are both, I mean, towering. I mean, they, they must both be six foot four. They're so tall, and so that addition to what is already a really feisty and well-coached Hellgate team that already knows how to play hard. Now they have something kind of unique too with their, their post presence. So uh, certainly, um, force to be reckoned with. And but I mean. I, I ran into to Karen Deaton, the Sentinel coach. She was actually sitting right down the way from us, and, and she said, you know, that's one of those games where you were just happy to play in it and you hope you can take all the positives from it. Because, totally. because you know, she said, we lost in overtime, but, I mean, I, I, there's nothing that I'm feeling regrettable about. She said our team was great, their team was great, it was a great game, and, and we just hope we get better from this because this is, this is the type of game we're going to face in the state tournament, and what a great – experience for for my girls and i think Sen will be I mean, Sentinel has multiple division one players as well and they're a more veteran team than hellgate so i think they'll bounce back in fine fashion but pretty cool that we have in missoula boys and girls four of the of the top teams in the state and, yeah. and it, it's cool but also to me it's what it should be it's how it should be this is a great basketball town and so anything less than having some of the best you know, I think it's a disappointment for Missoula. So the fact that we do have some of the best on both the boys and girls sides, I think that's really awesome. Cool. For Friday night, uh, I went to the Glacier Ice Ring and took in the Missoula Junior Bruins playing the Gillette Wild. They'd come in on a seven-game skid to Junior Bruins. And they've been in a lot of games and just not found a way to win. They were up in this game 2-1 at the end of the first period. They were up 4-3, excuse me, they're up 3-2, to two, and then gave up two goals in about 60 seconds. And we're end up down 5-4, and you go, oh, man, here in the third period here, you know, are they going to be able to, to figure it out, or is this just another one that's going to go the wrong way? They scored the next two goals. They won the thing. Actually, I think they were down 4-3. They ended up winning at 6-4. Uh, a tremendously exciting game, really fun. And I'm telling you what, man, it, it, I'm always trying to figure out how am I going to do this with kids, right? Like, what what's, what's going to be fun? Going to these games, if you got a family, if you got young kids and stuff, it's as good as it gets. Because if you go to any sporting event, it's fun. But there's some sporting events where you got to be a little bit more in your seat. The kids don't want to be parked there for however long, whatever it is. Over the Glacier Ice Rink, man, there's places where you could go run around in the corner. 
shoot slap shots into the you know into the side of the wall. There's other kids running around, and it's a very fun atmosphere. You sit in there and watch really good hockey and have fun, and also it's just a little more open and free, I guess is how I would describe it. Anyway, had a blast. The Bruins swept. Gillette, uh, who, by the way, was I think third in this in the division coming into the weekend, got two big wins. So congratulations there. Also, Cliff Cook, who's uh, been the coach of the Junior Bruins for a couple of years, announcing that he will be leaving. Uh, I think at the end of this year, going to uh, Missouri State, Southeast Missouri State. Uh, I got to look it up which one it is, but he uh, he's a guy who's been great to us. Coulter always bringing us you know tickets and uh, uh, checking out what we've been up to, and uh, and he's done. You know, it's a lot of work, man. To you got to recruit kids, find them, find them places to live, get the billet phone homes, you know, and families that that are hosting uh, kids coming from everywhere to come play, you know, hockey in a in a in a pay to play sort of scenario. Uh, and it's fun, and it is, the kids are great, and they're they're kind of hockey lifers, which is cool. Uh, but it's it's uh, you know it's no small job, and so uh, we th- certainly think highly of Cliff around here and wish him the best and uh, as he moves on so uh but you still got the rest of the year here to go and there's a bunch more hockey games in missoula uh coming up through the rest of the year and in butte and uh, elsewhere in the state colton did you want it quickly now let's call it good we can get to the badlands bowl a little later on you want to do it i mean uh, there's not really much analysis the badlands bulls calling it quits after 27 years following this upcoming year's game it's the montana north dakota high school all-star game it's been largely dominated by Montana. It's going away. Um, 63 nothing in 2017, 55-7 in 2018. It's it's become more and more controversial because of the lack of even playing field, the travel that it takes to get there, and then oftentimes the injuries that occur. I mm-hmm. mean, like you look at uh, Joe Olson running back from, from Bozeman High, slated to go to the Cats. He blew his knee in the game, and then he had to redshirt last year. He wasn't even invited to fall camp because he wasn't going to be a part of wasn't be able to be able to be a part of the team. This is a really tough way to start your college career, both from a, a physical perspective, but also from a mental perspective as well. So um, I think that there's a lot of, I think people love the, it's just like the Olympics, right? When the Olympics roll around, you almost get, know who you're going for. Cause you're, you're just going for team USA, whoever it might be when it's Montana versus North Dakota, you know, I mean, let's go Montana, yeah. right? But other than that, I don't really know what you get out of the game. Right. Yeah, I mean. We'll see what happens with these high school all-star games because as more and more kids have the opportunity to go play in college, it's it's not the best idea, particularly because you just haven't played football in so long. I mean, like when you go, I mean, I remember going to report for the Shrine game. Like you haven't played football since November, and it's July. You're not in football shape, but then yeah. you got to go play an all-star game against some of the best players in the state, and you got to go hard, and it, it just seems like it's very... Uh, prone for injury, and I think if you're a college coach, you'd rather have your guys, if you're an incoming freshman, which all these guys are, you'd rather have your guys on campus lifting weights, getting another new teammates, sure. and not risking injury. It's Tutel Nuanas. This has been the prep extra segment. It's brought to us by the Farmers State Bank. Again, Farmers State Bank giving away $10,000 scholarships all over the western part of the state to high school kids going to high school, homeschool, whatever it is. You go online, FarmersEbank.com, get the information and fill out the uh, uh, form there to register. This is awesome. They've, to date, given over $1.2 million worth of uh, money to scholarship and uh, Farmers State Bank doing it again. So uh, that's that's an awesome thing for them to do. You got kids headed to college, no kids that are headed to college. This is an unbelievable scholarship, $10,000, 10 of them being given away. Go check it out, get the application in, and, uh, and help yourself out when you're going to college. Quick break, wrap it up. Super Bowl, 
NFL awards next. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. NFL awards being handed out. Did all the right people get them? It's 2 telling and 1. It's 102.9 ESPN Radio. We are broadcasting live across the state on SWX Montana Television. Great to be with you. If you missed anything in the show, check it out on the podcast, a podcast available wherever you get your podcast. Listen to the 2 telling and 1 podcast and, uh, you know, check it out. Subscribe. You get this thing every day, wherever, whenever you want it. It's available thanks to the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel and Blackfoot Communications. Also want to remind everybody, Grizz Greats, the Coaching Tree Podcast, Episode 3 is out. Episode 3 bonus episode, Stu Morrill uh, and uh, and several others uh, talked to, to us about Stu, including Randy Ray, who was his assistant coach for a long time at Colorado State and Utah State. Great podcast series. we got a new one coming out tomorrow, Blaine Taylor. Blaine Taylor's episode coming out for you on Tuesday. So excited about that. Go check out Grizz Grace, the Coaching Tree podcast, brought to us by Berkshire Hathaway, Blackfoot Communications, and Stockman's Bar. Uh, Coulter, NFL Awards came out. Lamar Jackson, the unanimous MVP, second person uh, to do this. The only other was Tom Brady in 2010. Nick Bosa, the defensive rookie of the year, no surprise there. Stefan Gilmore, the defensive player of the year. Calais Campbell, Walter Payton, player of the year. John Harbaugh, coach of the year. Ryan Tannehill, comeback player of the year. The one thing that maybe surprised me a little bit was Kyler Murray, the offensive rookie of the year. Who would you pick? I'm not saying I wouldn't pick Kyler, but I thought Josh Jacobs was outstanding. And he uh, uh, was, I mean, he, he was just, tremendous in a lot of ways for the Raiders. I think prob- I'm fine with Kyler Murray getting it. I'm just saying, uh, you know, I thought there was, you know, Josh Jacobs for sure, maybe one or two other guys that, that, that may have been in that mix. Do you think Kyler Murray is going to be a good NFL quarterback? I think there's no way of knowing. I think that Kyler Murray has some very unique skills. And I think that what do we know about, especially when it comes to quarterbacks and pitchers, what you are when you first come in the league can can oftentimes be transcendent and really sh- scare your opponents, but it doesn't matter who you are. The whole league is going to figure out how to defend you or how to hit you if you're a pitcher. How do you evolve after that? That's right. How do you take the next step? And 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 again, Cliff Kingsbury, year one, a lot of skepticism. The most skepticism I've seen in a long time for a rookie head coach. I think he... Uh, was you, you got to be very happy for if you're an Arizona guy 
about the job that you got out of this uh, out of him. This team clearly improved from the start of this season to the end. They got they got holes, man. They got problems that they got to get sorted out. But they 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 got better over the course of this year. And I thought he and Kyler Murray together uh, really were were a, a pretty solid duo in the second half of this season. But to your point, can you take the next step? I mean, Sean McVay, right? Great and wonderful, and now where are we at with Sean McVay, okay? And not that he's not a good coach, but but it's is it everything that it was cracked up to be? Is he going to be able to bounce back? So uh, uh, we'll we'll, we'll kind of see how that uh, how that works out in the long haul. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz Athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.